How can pornography impact you, your loved ones, and the world around you? Discover the answer for yourself in our free three-part documentary series, Brain Heart World. In three 30-minute episodes, this docuseries dives into how pornography impacts individuals, relationships, and society. With witty narration and colorful animation, this age-appropriate series shines a hopeful light on this heavy topic. In each episode, you'll hear from experts who share research on porn's harms, as well as true stories from people who have been impacted personally by pornography. Stream the full series for free, or purchase an affordable screening license at brainheartworld.org. I just started to do it more and more often, you know, and suddenly I was doing like uh, five, six times per day. And that's when I felt, you know, like uh, this is really changing me. My name is Garrett Johnson, and you're listening to Consider Before Consuming, a podcast by Fight the New Drug. And in case you're new here, Fight the New Drug is a non-religious and non-legislative organization that exists to provide individuals the opportunity to make an informed decision regarding pornography by raising awareness on its harmful effects using only science facts and personal accounts. We want these conversations to be educational, uplifting, and hopeful. As we sit down with experts, influencers, activists, and people with personal accounts, we cover a wide variety of topics that may be triggering to some. You can refer to the episode notes for a specific trigger warning. Listener discretion is advised. Today's episode is with Sebastian. He's 21 years old, lives in Madrid, Spain, and he's a fighter. He first sought out porn at 8 years old. Within a few years, he noticed that his porn consumption had escalated to more and more often. He wanted to quit but couldn't. He almost gave up but didn't. And that's one of the powerful takeaways from this episode. It's about progression, not perfection. With all that being said, let's just jump into the conversation. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consider Before Consuming. Well, let's just jump into it then, Sebastian. Technically, I should I should say Sebastian, right? Yeah, Sebastian. It's fine. I, I mean, most people call me Sebastian because at work I work with a english-speaking person so i even present myself as sebastian it's all right okay well sebastian we want to thank you for um being willing to join us and and record a conversation for the podcast you're welcome um first of all i think it'd be interesting to kind of get to know you a little bit better sebastian of course so my name is sebastian i am from madrid in spain I am a 21-year-old guy, and well, I'm basically here to share a little bit my personal account with a porn addiction. Well, can you share with us, Sebastian, something that you're proud of, like a, a big accomplishment that you've achieved in your life? I think uh, when you sent me the questions and I was reading them, this was... Uh, actually the typical question that you think how what should i say here you know and i (laughs) i come to the realization you know that the i think the thing that i'm most proud of is how how i've changed and how i've matured you know during uh, i don't know since i was 15 and just how i've changed how lately i'm becoming more and more you know loving more myself, uh, having more introspection, being able to look back at the past and just be okay with it. And I think that's something that I'm really proud of. I like that. That's true success. You know, I think it's it's easy to look at some of the things we've done, the whether it's a goal or a status that we've reached or a job that we've earned or something that we've purchased. And those things... I don't know if they're true happiness. I think what you're talking about, awareness and acceptance and presence, I think those are where true happiness lie. So that's cool. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because as we plan for this conversation, it's been maybe a month or so, maybe two months since we kind of initially connected. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. Month and a half. And recently when I reached out to you, you said that 
you're like, I don't know if I'm ready to do this because I recently had a relapse. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, and I, I hope, are you okay if I shared that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the reason why I think it's cool to share that is because I think it's important to know that um, the goal isn't perfection. It's just about progression and learning and, and awareness. Um, so I, I think that's cool that you're here even though you just had a relapse. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a tough moment for me because it had been already one year, more than one year since I had not watched any kind of porn. But, uh, well, you know, something that along I've learned along the journey and during the last year is that you have to keep going and you have to be honest with yourself and with others and that's the only way you can really learn of your mistakes and and truly you know get better every time because it's really difficult you know to not relapse right yeah and i love that perspective going into your personal account with pornography um before we jump in and talk about how you have been impacted by pornography I wanted to get a sense of what type of conversations you had around around the topic of pornography as you grew up, whether it was in your home with your caregivers or your friends. Can you talk to some of those conversations if if there were any? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty quick because there there weren't any conversations really, you know, like uh, when you're growing up, uh, everybody used to do, told us, you know, like... uh, drugs are bad, uh, cigarettes are bad, alcohol is bad, but really nobody did talk about porn and with my friends, uh, we, I think uh, we once, that was also probably the first time I watched porn, even though I didn't masturbate because I think it was like eight years old and we were just curious and, and searched for like a woman uh, licking dick online and with without it as, you know, just like curiosity, nobody had warned us about it there was no there was nothing you know right I never talked to anybody about it not even later you know when when you are 13 and then you are already watching then nobody also gives you any talk it's just like normal right and going back to that first experience when you guys searched online out of curiosity um, can you remember back to the feelings you had when you were first when you first consumed pornography? For that first time, it was actually just like a quick look, you know, we we were, I think it was eight years old, so I really didn't feel anything out of like, a, you know, we are, we are doing something wrong here and let's hope nobody got us. Like the, the real time I first watched pornography, I don't know, I, I guess I liked it, you know, I, f- I felt like I was doing something wrong, but uh, suddenly I had like a world of endless possibilities in front of me. Interesting. And from that first experience with pornography at eight years old, did porn become an escalating behavior for you in any way? It, it actually did, you know. I really truly started to watch porn to masturbate when I was uh, 12 years old, 11, 12 years old and you know I'm a pretty, I, I'm a guy that whenever I try something that I like I give my 100% to it. So when I first tried porn you know I think uh, the escalation in terms of uh, the things I was watching uh, went really quickly you know like I was maybe watching vanilla stuff uh, can, can I talk about this yeah here so I don't know maybe I was watching vanilla stuff or and then suddenly you know I was a 12 year old uh, looking videos of uh, grannies of 70 60 years old woman you know uh, then I was 13 you know looking at gangbangs reverse gangbangs hardcore you know and then it escalated I, I was watching transsexual and homosexual gay you know and that was like a kind of escalation in the categories and then I could in the things I was watching and then I could also realize that 
it also escalated in the way it was affecting my mind and the way I was thinking and the paths that were being created inside my brain. You know, like uh, I was always super friendly with everybody. I had tons of friends. I loved to talk to anybody. And you know, my mind really became dirtier. Like uh, I stopped talking to any female. Suddenly I had no female friends whatsoever because all I do was fantasize with them, you know. I sexualize everybody, you know, my teachers, the moms of my friends, you know, and it might sound cliche, but but it was not funny, you know, because it really didn't allow me to be myself. It's like I had this this thing inside my brain that, that was eating me and wouldn't allow me to to feel and, and think normal. What age did you start recognizing some of these negative impacts that you've talked about? regarding not the categories not the escalation of categories but more regarding being more introverted i think uh, i probably started to feel it around when i was 15 and it was overall because uh, at that time i like porn just completely took everything from me you know like I was uh, doing a change year and I had my own room so I was able to kind of like had a lot more private privacy privacy that I was used to and so I just started to do it more and more often you know and suddenly I was doing like uh, five six times per day and that's when I felt you know like uh, this is really changing me I stopped talking to everybody you know I, I had already realized since before that I wasn't able to hold a conversation with a female but I I just thought you know maybe I get nervous or something but that's when I realized you know like this this shit is happening to me you know like I'm changing like uh, whenever I tell this to my friends you know they always laugh but uh, I was really good at basketball I was really really good and I truly believe that if I would have kept going I would probably have make it to the pros. I'm not talking NBA, that's big stuff, but maybe, you know, the league here in Spain or some league in Europe. And I loved basketball. Like, I, I had the talent, I had the commitment to it. I loved it. And suddenly, you know, I I didn't love it anymore. And, and all I could do, you know, was just watch porn, you know, I would go to high school, not talk to anybody, you, you know, just be in myself. And, and that's when I started thinking, you know, like, I may have a problem. You know, I it was uh, like the first time, you know, that I realized and that I got the clues, you know, like uh, maybe this is happening because of porn. Right. Well, I have a lot of questions because you're giving out so much good information. Um, I think that your personal account just... I think it's more common than we think, unfortunately. Um, and I think that you addressing some of these things is going to be very uh, cathartic for other people. So I just want to say thanks for, for mentioning, for being vulnerable, for being strong, um, and and talking to some of these experiences that you had. Um, where do I start? I have a, a few questions. One of them is regarding the escalation of your consumption. Um, Can you remember, looking back, can you remember that a time when you stopped enjoying pornography but you still craved it? What do you mean? Like, I wanted to stop but I couldn't? Yeah, because there's a difference between liking or enjoying and wanting right yeah. so do you, can you identify a point in your life when you stopped because you mentioned that when you were eight years old with that first experience and early on in your porn consumption you mentioned that you liked it to us in a sense right yeah yeah but was there a point where you stopped liking it but you still craved it yeah i mean when when all that when all those those things were going on you know and and i realized that uh, i was i was having a problem uh, it took me a bit to link it to porn you know because at the time there was there wasn't much information on 
on in the internet or i guess maybe there was but i just didn't want to look at it right but it was at the moment you know when i when i truly you know like put the pieces together and and realized that like porn is really affecting me you know like porn is changing me like look way back you know just you have i was 15 years old you know at the time i thought i was super mature and an adult already you know but i was a kid you know and just look back three years before that i was even more a kid and i had changed so much for the wrong you know and and that's when i really realized you know like this is disgusting you know like the things i'm watching the things i'm doing this is this is just not who i am and and that's when I wanted to stop, and that's when I realized I had a problem because I couldn't, I literally couldn't, you know, like. It's like. I don't know how to describe it, you know, I I remember, um, one of the times, you know, that I tried to quit, and this is, uh, it's really sad, you know, for me. But I remember I what I think I had already masturbated that day like ten times. Imagine that, you know, ten times. And I think it was like the 10th time that I was masturbating that day watching at porn. And I knew, like, I didn't want to. I truly didn't want to. I was crying while I was doing it. But I couldn't stop. And and I I felt so... I felt so fragile, you know, that, that I just said, you know, fuck it, I cannot resist this, you know. Like, this urge is, is bigger than myself. I cannot fight it. It's so painful to fight against this that I, I just gotta let myself go, even if this is also painful. Wow! Thanks for sharing that. Was that was that the first time that you? Yeah. W- when was I, the first time you tried to quit? Was it before was or after that experience? No, that was before that experience. That that was the day that I I felt my first relapse. And well, it was a hard relapse. Okay. I had been 20 days, you know, trying to quit, and and then I just couldn't. Gotcha. Um, another question that I had going back to your comments regarding that you were exploring different categories, um, I just want to ask you if it's okay. Once again, only answer questions that you feel comfortable with, but are you heterosexual um, homosexual bisexual what do you identify as well i consider myself heterosexual you know i have a a lot of love and respect for the lgbtq community and my whole life you know i've been uh, surrounded by people you know here in spain was one of the first countries to legalize uh, same-sex marriage so I've, i've always been taught accept everybody and and yeah you know when i started to to escalate my porn consumption you know i was actually watching same-sex porn and and that took a bit of me you know because at the time i i felt so confused i at first i was at, at shock you know and then i i thought well if if i'm watching this you know the link was that if i'm watching this then this must mean that i'm bisexual and I, I identified myself as bisexual uh, for a long time, you know. Uh, told I even told you know my closest friends. I identified myself as that, and but the problem was that I was I was still not sure, you know. I I talked to so many people, you know, from the community. I I'm a really curious person, and I ask questions, and and I tried, you know, and I still didn't didn't know for sure you know and and it took a lot of time for me to realize that and also a lot of learning to do for me to realize that the porn you are consuming doesn't define your sexuality because there's so many people suffering from porn addiction and so many homosexual persons for example that are masturbating to hardcore lesbian sex even though they are homosexual and I think it, it it took really you know a lot of learning learning how the brain can be malleable you know how can it link certain things to you know new experiences if, 
if this is now new, you know, it makes you feel even better, you know. And and it took a lot of time to learn, you know. And it was a lot of, you know, uh, I don't know, like peace when when I truly, you know, like uh, said, the porn I I'm watching, the porn I've watched, doesn't define my sexuality because that's just fantasy, you know. Porn is not real. Porn is not sexuality. Porn is not love. You know, and I think uh, sexuality is love, and sexuality is intimacy, and porn is nothing of that. So that cannot define who you are. I love that. That's a great perspective. Thanks for sharing that. You've talked about how the how pornography can impact the brain and how you've learned some of these things. When did that education about some of the harmful effects of pornography begin for you? I think uh, the first time that I truly started to research on it uh, was probably when I got a girlfriend. And the first things that I researched wasn't uh, like a mental health or how the brain can be malleable. No, the first things I researched was about the uh, erectile dysfunction and um, coming really fast, you know. Uh, I had my hair, my first girlfriend when I was 16, and and I remember the first the first time I was going to to have sex for in my life with her, you know, and and I just couldn't get hurt and then after that for the rest of the relationship I I probably couldn't get hurt half of the times and the other half I came like after one minute you know and, and that's when I started first to research what is the physical impact on the body mm, which also happens to be mental and then the when I started to get more scientific was probably when I was around 19 years old, so last year, when I started to really, you know, quit porn. And the one of the methods that I found more useful for me to stay out of porn is to be constantly learning about it, learning about its harms, learning about everything. So I used to read anything, you know, with scientific uh, research of how porn can affect, you know, a lot of online forums where there's a lot of personal accounts that really looked like mine, you know, and really started to put the pieces together, you know, like if there's so many people that has happened, that's ha- that had gone through the same, I'm not alone, you know, this this is not some casualty, this this has to be, co- this, this cannot be coincidence, you know, this has to be something right question for you did you ever because you mentioned that with your partner at the time with your girlfriend that you could engage with her about half of the time is that correct yeah did you experience that same thing with pornography consumption no because whenever i couldn't get hurt i just went for something more extreme so, you know, there was endless novelty when watching pornography. There was endless things to watch, you know. For sure one of them would get me hurt. And I think that's also one of the problems of pornography. Did yet, you? My, yep. So how did you, uh, did, how did you address that with your um, partner, with your girlfriend? Did you were you open with her and said, "Look, I'm I'm struggling in this in this way," or did you try to hide it? I didn't. I didn't talk at all. I mean, that wasn't love, you know. That was a toxic relationship, and it's true, you know, that hurt people hurt, and also that hurt people, you know, they they join together, like they find a way to connect to each other, and then they hurt both of them. And that was in love, you know, and I never really addressed that, you know, I I always thought that uh, this is my problem, you know, and I know that this is because of porn, but I couldn't stop it. Gotcha. So that relationship ended? Yeah, eventually it ended. 
it was it was a hard moment for me you know but it was also a kind of a relief because I was being selfish and I was nine, 18 no 19 when it ended it, it lasted for like two years and eight months and well you know I mean who to everybody who has had a toxic relationship you know I think it they know they know what this is you know I mean it was I was pretty toxic you know I born made me a liar me a cheater you know I never actually engaged in sex but I did engage in sexual activities and I I don't know I lost the times of how many lost the count of how many times I, I cheated on and, and everything and one thing you know that that born made me you know at around that time is that during the whole relationship you know I, I never enjoyed sex I was always afraid of it I never really saw as an enjoyable thing because I was afraid wow that's powerful man I I really do look up to you I admire that you're so aware I think your experience is more common than we think and so I don't think many people have the awareness to talk about it, but you do. How did you get that awareness? You know, as I said, I didn't didn't enjoy sex, but I did enjoy porn, you know, so I I lied to myself and I kept going, you know. And it was later when I started to really, truly, you know, get into the, the learning. And, and also after hitting rock bottom after rock bottom, when... When I, you know, I was able to look back and, and really connect the pieces and, and become aware, you know, of, and really try to put into perspective why everything happened and what was behind everything. Right. Well, one question that I have, as you've talked, there's one phrase that stood out to me and you said you were consuming more and more often and... I wanted to better understand your level of consumption. How often were you consuming porn um, at some of these peaks where you were consuming it the most? You know, at the at the peaks that would probably be the peaks would probably be after a failed two or three days attempts of quitting. You know, and the peaks would probably be you know six seven times per day, and then the usual during that time. I was probably around four times per day, but the thing was, the thing was not the times, you know. The thing was also the time I, I searched, I I spent in it because, at first, you know, it's really easy, you know, you go online, bim bam boom, but then, you know, I I was really, you know, like, opening, I don't know, like thirty tabs, you know, and like playing like a game of discarding, you know, to really like trying to get the perfect because I needed more and more, you know. That was really consuming, you know. That was even sometimes frustrating. Right. Can you remember what's like the longest you spent in duration in, in one of these sessions? Probably was when I was 15, you know, and I, when I, after I became aware, and I think one day I came home from high school pretty, feeling pretty down, you know, and I started to open a, a lot of tabs. And you know, I said I'm I'm not going to sleep till I watch all of them. And I think I was for like the whole afternoon, you know, maybe eight nine hours, just doing that, doing that and crying. Wow, thanks for sharing that. So yeah, you definitely experienced a lot of escalation in your pornography consumption. Um, did you find that your pornography consumption? had negative impacts on your ability to think clearly? I, I'm, I'm sure of it, you know. Um, what really porn did to my brain, you know, I really don't, don't wish it to anybody. Because, first of all, you know, I had a low self-esteem at the time. And even though I was, you know, a nice kid, I was good looking, tall, you know, but I had really low self-esteem, and you know, the first idea that porn put into my mouth, in my, my mind, which is still even like, it's still there even today, you know, like sometimes now with my current girlfriend, you know, who I really appreciate, you know, and I truly love, but, but you know, now I get this like, 
rushes of like a fear of commitment, you know, and 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 that's because porn taught me, you know, like uh, the more the more woman you get, the better you are. The different you are, you know, the different they are, the better you are. And and that you know that really changed my mind. I couldn't walk. I was walking in the street, you know, like uh, thinking like uh, whom I would fuck and whom I wouldn't. And I wouldn't fuck 90% of the people that walked by. Didn't care. And I just put, you know, all those. I was like walking, you know, and like creating all these uh, scenarios, you know, in my head. And and I mean, obviously, you know, like that's not normal. I was, you know, like 14, 15 year old kid, you know, like I, I'm not violent. I've never been in a fight. I. I run, you know, if I'm in a fight, but, but you know, like, uh, porn normalizes so, so many things, you know, like, I think it's really hard what it, what it does to your brain, you know, the way it changes it, the way, you know, you, you start to see everybody as objects, I, especially women, you know, but I, I saw them as, as objects, you know, I, I could never stop and think, you know, like uh, maybe this girl, you know, like uh, has some some dreams, you know, for the future or something, you know, no, I would just see her as a body, you know, and a nice body or not, you know, and I don't know, you know, I it also made me a liar in my relationship, it made me a cheater, I was constantly cheating, you know, even though they were maybe like kisses, maybe they were like a, just foreplay, but I was constantly cheating, you know, and it, it was a, a world of pain, you know, like, my mind was suffering so much from it, you know, like, I truly thought I was sick, like, it's, it's fucking scary, you know, to, to really feel that you are sick, that you are sick, that you go out and all you see is woman, all you care about is woman, all you care about, you know, is your fantasies, you know, and everything, and I'm not, I, I've never crossed a line, I, I never wanted to cross a line, you know, but just the thought of, of you know, like, being with, with everybody, you know, and, and that's, that's fucked up, that's, that's fucked up, you know, I, I was feeling like I was not normal, like I was sick, like uh, something was wrong with me, it was really bad. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry you had to experience um, some of these negative impacts of pornography, um, but I'm glad that you have pressed forward. Um, you mentioned that your current girlfriend, I think if I'm remembering correctly, you used the term true love. Yeah. And I, mean, I just wanted to get your take on that. Um, how long have you been with your current partner for? I've been for a little over nine months. Well, congrats. You know, this is also the reason why I why I'm opening up here, and it's because I've talked to her about this stuff. You know, the other day when I when I said to you, you know, I've I've relapsed. I'm, I don't know if I'm the right person for for this episode. You know, I also said to her, that's that was unthinkable for me. You know, that was unthinkable for me to go there and open up about something so personal. So, I mean. I don't see it as a shaming, you know, but everybody looks at, looks at it as a shaming. I, I open with her about everything because I I found, you know, that the true strength, you know, is in counting with the ones that are next to you and and getting yourself the help you need when you need it and also helping the ones that are around you. And I don't know, you know, for the first time in my life, you know, I think I'm experiencing you know what what love is you know that that's not some something selfish there there are no lies i don't have to be living a secret life i don't have to be worrying about i, I don't worry about anything you know it's all good it's awesome sometimes i don't even believe it <laughs> i love that that's cool um going back to her um when you mentioned that you talked to her about your relapse how did that conversation go can you talk to that a little bit I had talked to my girlfriend about you know my my struggle with porn and I had also tried to educate her on it and she knew a bit already you know but I was actually really good you know and and 
And when that happened, you know, it took her by surprise because she, it was the last thing she expected, you know, but, and I was afraid. I can tell you I was afraid, you know, but, but I, I, I saw, you know, like, this is something, you know, what fighting your drug says, you know, porn kills love. So, so if, if I watch that porn, you know, I'm, I'm killing this relationship and the other person deserves to know it and deserves to make an educated decision on my actions because my actions have to have consequences and I was afraid you know, of what could happen you know I knew she was gonna be there for me deep down because I knew she believes in me and I, I know you know that I, that I was doing the right thing you know by opening up and by not keeping lies and keeping secrets but I was afraid you know I was I was deeply afraid and I was terrified to open it up to somebody and, and tell her that you know and but it, it went fine what were you afraid of? Honestly, you know, I, I was afraid of what she thought of me because so many times, you know, I've thought of myself as sick and as somebody disgusting and and I was afraid, you know, that she would see me the way I've seen myself for so much for a long time because I had done that like uh, maybe you know the person she had fallen in love wasn't my true self you know maybe maybe i was just putting a mask or something you know i was afraid you know that maybe she would see completely different and and see what i used to saw in me when i was watching that's powerful what advice would you have for someone else who wants to share and be open with their partner but has some of those same fears I think I mean I don't know what advice I can give other than just be honest because like really telling the truth and asking for help to somebody that you love and that loves you is amazing and I think also you know it, it really isn't worth it to lie. It, it, it is not, you know, I was lying for two, year, two years, eight months. It's not worth it to, to live a lie because it, it starts small, but it will eat you from the inside. And, and you know, you, you, you will even hate yourself more and more every day. It's not worth it. If you love somebody, as I said, your actions have consequences. And porn kings love. So you have to let also the other people, the other person know, you know, in order for them to have the right to make an educated decision of, on whether they want to help you, whether they want to get some time, or whether they don't want to do anything else with you. I think that's the first thing to first fair thing to do. I like that. That's great advice. Um, you you've mentioned fight the new drug a couple times. And you've mentioned one of our taglines, Porn Kills Love. Um, when was the first time you heard about Fight the New Drug? Probably the first time was around a year and a half ago. I first heard about uh, Terry Crews, you know. And that was really powerful. It was like, how can somebody this famous be talking about this, you know? Like this guy has literally millions of followers. How is he not ashamed of talking about this, you know? And well, you know, I I started to research, you know, he was a bit linked with a fighting a drug and everything and and it became, you know, one of my one of my you know, resources to keep myself informed and everything. Uh, I've watched the documentary and I loved it. I think it's it's great, you know, like it's the first time, you know, that I've watched something and it actually, you know, like gave me hope after after watching it and I think it's a really powerful thing what you guys are trying to accomplish. Well, um we appreciate that you're part of the movement. Um we have millions of fighters around the world and that's that's how we continue to educate each other and, and help each other so you're uh, you're a big part of the movement we appreciate you 
Um, Sebastian, I have to ask, out of the documentary, the three-part documentary, Brain, Heart, World, do you have a favorite episode of the three? I think uh, my favorite episode probably was the world. Because I already knew a bit about how porn affects the brain and the heart. But I was completely unaware of how, like, the the business that's behind it, the trafficking. I was not aware, you know. I Even though when I became aware of, of the harms of it, I was not aware of that part. And for me, it was truly, you know, like a, an awakening moment. I was talking the other day, you know, for example, to, to a friend. And he was, I was telling him about this, you know, like, man, you know, I didn't know about this, but turns out that in porn, there's a lot of people that are trafficked. And I've, I've, I had never thought of that. And I told my friend, you know, and, and he was like, well, you know, but uh, a woman that does a gangbang with five guys, you know, she obviously has to enjoy it. Uh, she obviously has to be a bit slutty, you know. And that shocked me, you know, I was like, I mean, this has to change. Like... I know my friend, you know, he's a good guy. And he, he he's thinking this, like, how, how is this happening? This has to change, you know, and I think that that was a powerful thing to do because it, it also educates about the people that are suffering from porn, not only the users, but also the people that are dragged in in order to get the, get the business growing. So, Sebastian, the way that we got connected was through social media. And you mentioned that, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you mentioned that you wanted to share your experience. Yeah. Why have you come to the conclusion that sharing your experience and, and being open about this is the right thing to do for you? Just because, you know, I've... I've made peace with a large part of what I've done and everything and and I want to help others and you know inside that helping others there's a bit of a selfishness there because also when I help others I help myself you know when I when I spread hope to others I give hope to myself but it was just you know I I I listened to all the podcasts, I think in like two days or something, and I just came to the conclusion like, I have to do something, I have to make a difference, you know, I, if I can change somebody's life, you know, if, like, I wish I had heard all the podcasts when I was 13 years old, I wish somebody had told me, you know, like, hey, yo, kid, don't do that, because you're going to get in trouble. And, and I wish somebody had educated me about it. And and I, I just thought, you know, like, it really, you know, was, was a rush because I, I really wanted to do something, you know. Suddenly I wasn't really afraid of, of speaking up, you know. And, and since then, you know, not only here, you know, but I've been trying to speak up, you know, to to my friends, you know. And, like, most most of them, you know, already knew a bit a bit of my struggle from before. But it's amazing, you know, that when you open up and when you become vulnerable in front of others, they don't see you as as fragile, you know, they see you as a strength. And and it was so powerful, you know, to open up and, and realize that I have actually a couple of my friends, you know, who who have a bit of the same problem problem. That's powerful. Now that you've become educated about porn's harms, what aspects of your life have improved I think you know I'm not gonna say like whenever you go online to to any page you know it says you know like eh, stop watching porn and you will get a uh, superpowers or something like that <laughs> you know? and, and I mean it's not true you know like eh, you don't suddenly become superman because you stop watching porn but but I think it, it gives you it gives you many many bright moments, you know. Like uh, I, I think it's it, it just gave me so much so much energy, you know. And and you know it might not give you superpowers, but truly it gives you it gives you energy, you know. The energy you spend 
doing that, you know, and you can spend doing anything else, if you really focus and, and focus all that energy into something more productive and something better for yourself, I mean, I, I lost like 15 kilograms. I don't know how many is that in the US weight system, but I lost like 15 kilograms in the last year, year and a half, which is amazing, you know, and, and if you think you have a problem, you are listening to this and you think you have a problem, you don't lose anything trying out, staying out of it and becoming educated and, and making an educated decision. Right. What um, you've talked about how learning, how seeking education is one thing that really helped you. Um, what other activities that you, have you turned to since not consuming pornography? Honestly, you know, I just started to do the things I liked and I hadn't done for a long time. You know, I am going out to the to the nature very frequently. I'm hitting the gym. I'm trying new sports every day. I'm, I don't know, you know, I just refocus all, all that energy into, into trying every day to improve a little bit myself. And I cannot tell you any recipe or or something just that I try to do the things I enjoy that I know they are good for me I like that well um, we would love to hear your advice Sebastian on what resources uh, you think would be valuable for our listeners usually I think as I said the documentary is is awesome you know like it's something that you can play for yourself, you can play for your partner, you can play for your friends, you know, it's it's truly awesome. When I, I sent it to all my friends, you know, and I said, hey guys, look at this, you know, because it's not a boring ass documentary, it's actually pretty fun and, and for sure you will learn something. And then there's just so many, you know, uh, articles in online, uh, in the fighting new drugs and, and other places online, you know, where you can really, you know, investigate and and read science of, on on what what is it, you know, that that you're going through, and and also, you know, if you seek for for other people that are like you, you know, in 45, for example, the app. I mean, it's a great app. It's developed by Fight the New Drug team, right? Yeah, it's a separate now, but originally. It was part of Fight the New Drug, but we've separated it. Oh, I don't know then if I should have mentioned Oh, that. no, it's okay. Yeah, we, we, we love what Fortify is doing. So we're glad you mentioned that. But yeah, it's important to realize that, that you are not alone and that there's everywhere, you know, people that are willing to share with you and, and to be there with you. Absolutely. What do you think our listeners can do to be part of the solution? I think one one of the things that are most significant that you can do to be a part of the solution is speaking up. Speaking up, you know, whenever you hear some, I mean, don't be a wise ass, you know, but whenever you hear somebody talking about porn, really, you know, like, you know, why don't you give your, based on facts, opinion? Why don't you tell a little bit your personal account why don't we start to stop shaming you know this this thing and and start to recognize that we have a problem that that it's getting out of control everywhere you know like porn is becoming a problem and and if we don't really normalize the conversation if we don't really try to make people educated about its harms you know nothing nothing matters we have to we have to do it we have to change the conversation i just want to once again say thanks to you sebastian because you are doing that you're helping change the conversation you're doing your part and um it's just a powerful thing so props to you thank you um, um thank you for also all that you're doing because it's amazing yeah, it's fun to be part of the movement, right? Yep. Well, um, we would like to leave you with the opportunity to leave the last word today, Sebastian. Is there something that you would like to leave our audience with? 
would just like to really relate to the people and especially the teens and kids that are going through the same thing I went and I just want to tell them you know really don't stop seeking help and and don't be hard on yourself if you relapse you know don't be don't be hard just learn from it and really become educated and and seek help if you need it and really you're not alone you know and you're not sick and nothing is wrong with you and it probably you know it's not your fault that you got addicted to something so powerful and so yes you know don't quit that's great advice well Sebastian it was a pleasure man yeah for me too thank you very much for having me here Looking for a way to spread awareness on the harms of porn? Why not rep the movement in one of our conversation starting tees? With over 20 tees and various designs and phrases, you're bound to find something that speaks to you and will spark conversations with others. And the proceeds help to mobilize this movement. Get your gear today at ftnd.org forward slash shop. That's ftnd.org forward slash S-H-O-P. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Consider Before Consuming. Consider Before Consuming is brought to you by Fight the New Drug. Fight the New Drug is a non-religious and non-legislative organization that exists to provide individuals the opportunity to make an informed decision regarding pornography by raising awareness on its harmful effects using only science, facts, and personal accounts. If you'd like to learn more about today's conversation, you can check out the links attached to this episode. Again, big thanks to you for listening to this conversation. As you go about your day, we invite you to increase your self-awareness, look both ways, check your blind spots, and consider before consuming.